Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening to Muslima Podcast. This is Asma. I just wanted to, first of all, say Ramadan Mubarak. And thank you so much for coming on and listening to the second part of this episode that I did with Aisha. I apologize for letting law school get the best of me. It has been a long time and I wasn't able to edit the episode, but I'm finally getting around to it. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. This was definitely a very popular topic. And I hope to do more episodes, you know, surrounding this topic of marriage and the talking stage. So let's hear it, inshallah. Thank you for being here. And I hope you have a wonderful and blessed Ramadan. To start off the second part of this episode, let's talk about the popular phrase, if he wanted to, he would. What are your thoughts on that mentality? Yeah, I think TikTok and Instagram and all those, they've done a really great job of popularizing that phrase. But I think there's two parts to this, right? Um, I think the first part is we're expecting the guy to be a mind reader and to know what we're thinking and to know our thoughts and opinions, um, which is not the case. Men are not mind readers. Women are not mind readers. You have to voice your needs. You have to say what you want and then you'll get it. The, you know, there's that whole thing like, Oh, but I want him to buy me flowers, but I want him to know that he has to buy me flowers without knowing, without telling him he should just like feel it and buy me flowers. That's not realistic, right? You have to be like, hey, I'd like flowers at least once a month. And then hopefully he would follow through with that request. And then there's that second part where it's like, if he wanted to, he would. So the first part is you're voicing your needs. But at the same time, you cannot make someone put in effort. You can't force someone to do anything. They will only do it if they want to, right? So it's like you can tell someone I want flowers, but if they don't end up getting you flowers ever, then you need to understand, okay, how do I react to this? I told them multiple times I want flowers, but they're not following through. So then maybe I need to be like, hey, this along with other requests I made in the past, they're not aligning. So maybe this needs to end. But again, you got to communicate, voice your needs, and then see if someone puts in the effort. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's definitely a double-edged sword. Um, No one can read your mind or what you need. But at the same time, if you make those needs clear and then they're not met, then that's something else to talk about. I would also say that I think social media has created this narrative that like the girl is just supposed to be like like a princess just receiving everything and like not really giving back. And I don't think that's really very realistic. I think a mistake that I've made personally is that, you know, especially as like, you know, a Muslim woman of color, like I've always been told, like, you know, let the guy do everything like you know, let him initiate, let him do everything. But you have to let the other person know that you're interested at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, you do have to show interest on your side. You can't just be, like, you know, receiving all of this attention or, like, compliments or whatever and not really returning it. Um, And I think, I don't know why, I feel like social media gives off that impression that, like, you're just supposed to, like, sit there, look pretty, like, take it all in. Um, So I would definitely give that advice as well to make sure that the other person knows that you're interested. If you are interested, you decide that, you know, you like this person, make sure you show it in whatever way you want to. You don't have to be overly, you know, a huge gesture or something. You don't have to be overly emotional. But at the same time, show that you're interested and, like Aisha said, voice your needs and see if they're met because that means that he's interested too, you know. 
Um, okay, so we're going to return back to the talking stage a little bit. A question I've gotten a lot from, like, my cousins who are younger than me, my friends who are younger than me, is, like, they're, like, when you get the guy's number, when he texts you or when he calls you, whatever, what do you even ask him? Like, what are some good questions to ask when talking to a guy, especially for the first time, but also just generally? And how do you know what your deal breakers are? Yeah, that's a great question because I had that same question as I was starting out. And luckily, my older cousin, she actually gave me a list of things that she asked when she was going through this process. She was one of the few that had to go through an arranged marriage. So it's kind of like, I guess, almost an interview for her. Um, But the first question I would ask is straight away, are you ready for marriage as you are now? And it might seem like a very obvious question, But again, a lot of people, they want to waste your time. They just want to be your friend. They just want to be on the side and like enjoy your company without reaping the benefits of anything more. So I think making that clear initially is very, very important. Um, And I I want to emphasize as you are now, meaning like with your current finances, with your current education level, with your current body, weight, height, hair, all of those things, are you ready to take on that responsibility right now? Or do you think maybe you will be ready? Because, you know, some people are like, hey, I have to finish school or I have to, I want to make six figures. Like, I think communicating that initially is very important. Um, And other good questions to ask would be, um, like, how important is religion in your life? And for me, it's very important for me. Um, so I like to ask this question. And I also like to ask, are you looking to improve or do you like the level that you're at? A lot of people, they're like, yeah, I'm okay. Like I go, I pray Juma, like that's fine with me. And that's okay for them. But I'm someone who always wants to improve, wants to do better, wants to work on my Iman and things. So. I would be more aligned with someone who has that same mindset. I would also ask their relationship with their mom. That is very, very important because it tells you a lot about a person, Um, especially like how involved is she when it comes to making decisions? Like, let's say you want to buy a car. Do you consult your mom first or does she dictate everything? How does that work? Or do you need to go to your mom for every single decision? Like I heard of a guy who he he got married and every single night he would call his mom and ask him, ask her what he should make for dinner every single night. <laughs> so are, like how reliant are you on your mom? Like what does that relationship look like? And also what do you expect my relationship with your mom to look like? Do you want us to be best friends or do you want us to just be civil with each other? There's like different answers there. Um, A very important question I would say is finances. Uh, Finances are very important. They're actually the number one predictor for divorce, um, especially in cases of low income marriages. But I think uh, one question I'd like to ask is, what do you consider 
expensive? Like what is something that is considered expensive too? Because everyone has a different definition. Um, and to follow up with that, I would ask, uh, what is the maximum that you would spend on shoes or on clothes or on a car or on a vacation? You know, for some people, spending $1,000 on shoes is nothing to them, right? That's their lifestyle versus other people, the most they'll spend is 100. So I think gauging how someone has their lifestyle and how they manage their finances early on is a good indicator of seeing if it will match your lifestyle, right? So I don't think I'd be compatible with someone who spends $1,000 on shoes because <laughs> that's just not who I am. So that's a good question to know. Um, also, just talking about in-laws um, and what that relationship will be like. Um, and in terms of deal breakers, I think it's very hard to figure out what kind of deal breakers you, you like or what you feel strongly about. But I think after talking to a few people, you'll come to realize that, oh, wait, I, this is something I can't do. So for me, for example, um, living with in-laws would be a deal breaker for me just because I feel like I'm very independent and I like my own space and I don't want that extra pressure placed on, on my marriage. So already I know that would be a deal breaker for me. And I, I don't think I'd ever compromise on that. So making that clear upfront, I think is very important. And I don't think it's an unreasonable ask, you know, like most guys I know, they're fine with getting their own apartment and not living with their parents. Um, but again, that's something you feel strongly about. So if there's something you feel strongly about, like, let's say you don't want kids at all and you know that, um, make that known. Initially, I'd say all of these things, like put it out there. If they think you're crazy, that's fine. You know, <laughs> at least you're getting rid of those crazy people sooner rather than later. So, yeah. Aisha, that was a great list. And I'm going to go through later and write that down because I do not ask a lot of those questions. <laughs> so, thank you. That was really, really, really great. You have a great list of questions to ask. And I think you get a lot of things out of the way. You don't want to waste time. I mean, none of us do. Um, so that was a really great list. Um, one thing that I would add is, and this might not be relevant to everyone, but it's definitely relevant for me is like the idea of relocation. Like, you know, I'm located in the Northeast and like I definitely want to know you know, if the person wants me, would want their like spouse to relocate to where, wherever they live, um, or if they would want to relocate. And a lot of times the guy doesn't want to relocate and he wants his, you know, future wife to like move to wherever he is. And that could be across the country from where you are. That could only be an hour away from where you are. So it just like really depends on the situation. But if that is relevant, definitely bring it up. Um, so that's one more thing that I would add besides the uh, great list that you have. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is that like, as we're going through this process, we're still living life, you know, we're still going about our days, you know, hanging out with friends, hanging out with family. And especially like post COVID, I feel like there's a ton of people around us, our age that are getting married. Um, I have been a bridesmaid in like, I don't even know how many weddings this year. <laughs> mashallah, like my friends, mashallah, I've seen so many of them be brides this year. And it's just been like the experience of a lifetime. Like I just, I've loved it. Like I've loved being a part of my friend's weddings and it's just been amazing. 
but at the same time you might feel like attending all these weddings you're like still single you know you feel like oh my god i'm behind or like what's wrong with me like why has nobody like fallen in love with me and no why has no one proposed to me you might feel like something is wrong with you and um how do we deal with those feelings of like feeling left out or feeling like left behind you bring up really great points you know i i myself have been a bridesmaid so many times um, my own cousins who are my age, they all got married. So being the only single person at the cousin's table is very interesting. Um, it's not for the weak, I will say that. <laughs> um, you you do have to have tough skin and understand that maybe people mean well when they give you advice, when they say, when they say things to you. But the most important thing is to understand internally that, you know, my time depends on Allah's timing. That's the only thing, right? And recognize those feelings, you know, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel jealous even of your friends and seeing them happy, but also recognizing that you don't want that happiness taken away from them. You just want that for yourself too. So you know, feel those feelings, feel sad, feel angry, feel jealous, um, feel uncomfortable, feel embarrassed even, but like recognize those as feelings and not a permanent state. You know, emotions are very fleeting. And just because you feel this way right now, it doesn't mean you'll feel this way forever. So, um, and again, everyone's journey is different. You might think that, oh, all of my friends from college, they all met someone like what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just wasn't meant for you right now. You know, like everyone's journey is different. Some people get married at 18 and have like seven kids by 25. So you can't, <clears throat> I think comparison is really the thief of joy. And it really, um, it robs you of enjoying your present life. And I think a lot of people, they hate on single people because they're like, oh, they're just sad and miserable. And it's like, no, actually, I'm not. <laughs> I'm actually very much enjoying my life. I like having my own space. I like being completely selfish with my time. I like being selfish with my goals. You know, I like doing this for myself. Of course, having someone would be nice, but that would be in addition to who I am. It wouldn't be the complete story. So, you know, when aunties and other family members or just random people make comments, just don't take it too personally because they haven't walked through your shoes. They don't know your journey. They don't know the amount of people you talk to. They don't know what the apps are like. They just don't understand and that's okay. And you can't feel all those feelings, but just be, just be grateful for where you're at because you're not gonna be there forever. And it's okay be jealous, but like, don't let it consume you, you know, like be, be grateful for where you're at. That's my takeaway. 
That was awesome, mashallah. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying that like you have a right to feel the way you're feeling, but like don't let it consume you. Feelings are fleeting and like you said, like comparison is the thief of joy. I can 100% confirm that because I'm in law school and like everyone loves to compare and like it really kills your vibe. <laughs> so, it's definitely the same in, in this topic too, like comparing to other people. Everyone has like a different life story. And a lot of my friends who have gotten married have kind of, you know, maybe put their career on hold or like put grad school on hold while they're getting married, whereas I've kind of gone straight into grad school. So it's just like different, you know, like everyone's timing is going to be different and everyone is like, wow, like you're already in law school. Like that's so early. You know, I like waited two years because I got married. Like and that both of those routes are perfectly fine, you know, so just take it easy and don't let people's comments get to you because like Aisha said, they really don't know what you've been through. Um, and kind of going back to it, like the scene of talking to people has changed so much, especially with the apps. So I personally have not tried the apps yet, but I know Aisha has. So a lot of people I feel like are like, ew, you're on Wiznatch, you're like, ew, you're on Salams. Like, first of all, that mentality is gross and needs to be changed because there's nothing wrong with being on an app. But um, Aisha, do you have any tips? Because I know a lot of people are super nervous to use those. And that's okay because I was really against the apps for a long time. I think I just had this fear that like someone from the community would find me on there and like tell my brother or like tell my whole family <laughs> that I'm like advertising myself to get married. And I think I was just really in my head for a long time. And again, it took me a while to get to the point to download the apps, make a profile, do all of those things. But I just realized that, you know, it's just another avenue to getting married. Like this is the modern world. This is technology. We're moving past the traditional like, oh, I saw her in a coffee shop and we felt in love type of thing. Or we went to school together because because of COVID and all these things where I feel like we are disconnected more in person. So that's why these virtual avenues are really great. Um, you know, it is scary <laughs> because um you're putting yourself out there quite literally and you're like exposing yourself to the whole world um not just the us the whole world so um i think just take the pressure off don't put your like don't put a deadline and be like oh by january 3rd 2023 i have to be married like <laughs> don't do that because when you if you have like a desperation mindset i'd like to say then you attract those type of people that recognize that like hey she's in a rush she just needs to get this done um so you might not come across people who are genuine you know and people who are honest and kind and it does take a lot of weeding through like <laughs> a lot of swiping um but things that i generally look for is you know their first picture like is it a picture that they took in their car or on their bed <laughs> or is it like a professional picture that someone else took um i always like give brownie points if it's a, a picture someone else took because i'm like okay that shows they put an effort or they actually put on a suit jacket and went outside and told their friends to snap a picture of them um another thing is just uh looking at their profile seeing if they i like it when people write a lot and let me get to know them and figure out what they're like. You know, a lot of people write like, oh, how do you feel about pineapples on pizza? And people are like, ew, gross. And the other people are like, great. That doesn't tell me anything about you. 
that just <laughs> that tells me you're very opinionated about something, but it doesn't tell me how you'll be as a husband. So a lot of people, they'll write like, oh, I like hiking or I like doing, I like reading, I like going to coffee shops. And then they'll post pictures like of them rock climbing or doing things. So it gives you a better idea of what, oh, hey, this is like a real person and they're genuinely trying to find someone. Um, I also like to list some of the podcasts I listen to. So if someone else listens to those, that would be cool because we can connect over that. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's very easy to judge someone very quickly on the app <laughs> because again, it's very much just aesthetics at first, just seeing how someone looks. But I think just figuring out like, hey, am I attracted to this person? Do they actually put an effort for their profile? And then if you do match with someone, are they putting in effort to this conversation? Um, I like to use a strategy I found from Reddit, which is a, a Tinder strategy, but it's like, you shouldn't be talking on the app so much. Basically, they said that like, you match on the app and within a day or two, the guy should ask for your number or like you should ask for their number and have a phone call. Like it shouldn't just be that you're talking forever for oblivion. The whole point of the app is to get off the app. So if someone is just like sitting there and wasting your time, trust me, they will waste your time. It's happened to me before where you're just like talking back and forth for like two weeks. And I'm talking like paragraph conversations and you're just like, wow, this is really going somewhere. But then, you know, it doesn't go anywhere because there's people that they just like to waste their time. They like to swipe and they, they know they're relatively good looking. So they have some leverage and it's, a, they know, and they're like, oh, I'm giving this girl attention so I can waste her time. So the, the key is to match with someone, get a phone call pretty soon. And then from there you can gauge, hey, do I want maybe a second phone call, a third phone call, or if that person's local, do I want to meet up with this person in person? So a lot of it is just fear, but like put yourself out there and don't get too in your head, you know, like happy marriages are made. They're not found. Soulmates are made. They're not found. No one is perfect, but you have to put in the work, you know, there's that hadith where it's like, tying your camel, but also trusting Allah. You have to put in effort and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. But just understand like you're in there for the experience, you have a goal, but don't put too much pressure on yourself, right? You're not responsible for the outcome. You're not responsible if it ends in heartbreak or if it ends in success. You're just there to put yourself out there, have a good experience and see where it leads. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we just want to like end this episode on the note that, you know, we didn't have this framework when we first went into this process, as we mentioned, and 
the whole point of this is to provide you with that framework so that you're a little bit more, you know, better off from it. Um, and to just realize that like, this is about finding another person, but before you find another person, you have to find yourself. Um, and I think we've touched on that a lot, but just to like reemphasize, like you need to be the best version of yourself before you go looking for your other half. Um, and that's something we all have to learn. That's something we all have to implement. You know, what is your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Like, what is your relationship with your family? Like, what is your relationship with yourself? Do you love yourself truly? Like all of those questions need to be asked before you even get to a talking stage or being introduced to someone or like, you know, getting married. Um, so yeah, I think that's all that we have for today. But thank you so, so much, Aisha. This was the best discussion. I learned so much and I'm sure our listeners will learn a lot. Um, so I really appreciate it. Of course. And thank you so much for having me on there. I really enjoy talking about this. Thank you for listening to another episode of Muslima Podcast. To stay updated, make sure to follow us on Instagram at muslima.podcast. And if you enjoy listening, make sure to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much and see you next week.